to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rebus. And Freddie, this is episode 23. Woohoo! We did it! 23. Every time we're just like, wow, we are still here. Wow, we still <laughs> exist in this world somehow. Cheers to us. Every time. Uh, before we get into our, our, our topics today, I just want to give a shout out to Dan Gallia, mm-hmm. friend of ours, friends of the show. He's been helping us a bit behind the scenes with our social media and has actually started social media accounts for this podcast. That's right. So you can now follow the pickup directly on Twitter or Instagram or even TikTok, which I've yet to join. So (laughs) I'm going to join TikTok. Uh, Freddie is going to uh, reopen his TikTok. That's right. And uh, you can follow us. So uh, thank you all for supporting the podcast up until this point. And uh, we're going to start putting out some video clips for social media and all that good stuff. And just, you know, helping the show uh, continue to grow. So thank you to Dan for helping us with that. And uh, we're really excited that we're just making ourselves uh, more and more uh, seen and known and all that good stuff. That's right. We are no longer hiding in the internet. We are making ourselves available for consumption. It's at pick up WNBA pod. One word at pick up WNBA pod. This is why we have each other because I, (laughs) I just was not questioning myself. I just made up something that's not true. So one more time, Catherine, it's at pickup WNBA pod at pickup WNBA pod. Thank you for bearing with us. Follow us on all those things. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Okay. This is literally this is why we need Dan Gallio. Like this moment right here was Mm -hmm. why we needed another person. And we finally found that person and we're very grateful. Promoter extraordinaire, friend also extraordinaire. (laughs) Um, Okay, amazing. Love it. Well, I'm glad we started on a bright note because sometimes these topics just get a bit uh, not so fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, since our last episode, uh, Brittany Griner had to, uh, plead guilty, um, to, uh, drug trafficking charges. And, uh, is it trafficking or, um, I'm not exactly the sure exact charge. the exact charge. Uh, the, the quote I have here is I'd like to plead guilty your honor but there was no intent. I didn't want to break the law. Uh, I'd like to give uh, testimony. I'd like to give my testimony later. I need time to prepare. So essentially what's happening is, is uh, obviously the Russian court system is not like the Canadian or American law system. Um, she has to plead guilty. Mm-hmm. That's what we've read uh, yes. over the last week or so is that uh, if you plead not guilty in a Russian court, things get a lot worse for you. So they do not have an innocent until proven guilty philosophy. And, um, you know, it's hard to know where the truth is because she said, you know, she says she denies intent um, that this was in her luggage by accident, which for all we know could be true, right? But we don't know. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I believe it, it's very believable that that could be in our luggage by accident. Um, you know, we stand by her, obviously no one deserves to be in jail for up to 10 years for a a mistake like this. The amount of hashish oil that she has is so minor. It's for a single vape pen. You're not, you know, that is not enough in my opinion, to prove intent to distribute in any way. Um, So yeah, we don't know what this really means for her. I have to say, Freddie, I've personally been frustrated and confused by the way information is coming to us because when we did this up our, our last episode, they were talking about how 
her detainment has been delayed again an additional six months. Um, I think some media outlets were led to believe that this court date wasn't in fact happening, but it did happen. So I don't really understand why her detainment was delayed six months, but she still had a court date. And I don't know um, if there's a sentencing now after this plea. It, it, it's very confusing as to what's happening next. And I'm finding it very difficult to follow even as someone who is actively paying attention to this. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's both true. And uh, in my opinion, kind of part of the process and like kind of like obfuscation of the Russian system. Like, as you said, it's not innocent until proven guilty. I think there's sort of this, it's just very convoluted and, 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 and messy. And I think even the fact that, Brittany had to sort of is is having to kind of play this game of submitting to the Russian state to potentially have freedom in the future is very messed up. I think it's very difficult for uh, Westerners and you know people from the U.S. and Canada to understand. I think that's also part of the process or part of the intent on, on Russia's part. And this is just my opinion, but I feel like when you have someone admit to guilt, often um, folks that would be critical of the process tune out. So you have a certain percentage of people who would be, you know, empathetic to Britney's situation, who then immediately are kind of like, well, guilty is guilty. And they're not really willing to view that through the lens of a corrupt system. And I think that's also true as far as like the disclosure of dates and the way that this process has unfolded. Um, you know, I don't want to say it's like a, it's a master plan to make us not care, but I think there is sort of mm. this kind of malicious attitude where, yeah, we don't get to know information in the same way that we do or the same way that we're used to. So I feel like we're kind of left to navigate it and question ourselves, doubt each other, wonder about the process, wonder about the power of like Biden and the U.S. and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw you know, LeBron's comments, which have sort of been circulating. Uh, and I think those have been kind of misinterpreted as well. LeBron sort of insinuated that like he doesn't feel like the U.S. is trying hard enough, which I, you know, I believe to be true. But, you know, if you take just the one quote away, it makes LeBron look like he's like, you know, I saw he had to do this follow up thing where he had to be like, I'm not bashing America. I'm saying that uh, if I were Brittany, I would feel like I am being left behind. So, uh, you know, that's kind of a whirlwind of things I just said there. But I, I think that me and you have talked about this a bunch on the podcast, just how confusing this whole situation is. And I think that's sort of by design, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I hadn't looked at it before it, from that point of view and it being so by design, but I think you're right. Like, I think um, there's something from the very beginning, I've always felt that there's something more sinister happening here. hundred percent. And, and I think we're really seeing that unfold more and more as the weeks and, you know, days, weeks, months go on. And um, yeah, it's looking really grim. It's looking really, really grim. And, and I don't know, I, I have no sense of what's going to happen next in this scenario. And, and uh, yeah, I, I just... I, I feel like I'm at a place where I'm just like, I don't even know what to say. I I will say I really appreciated LeBron James's comments on this. Me too. I, I really appreciated them. And a part of me was like, I know like he can't say like, hey, like he has to say I'm not bashing America because it's America. Mm -hmm. Right. But like a lot of people are bashing America right now. Right. Like they're rolling back you know, the Roe v. Wade thing. We're not mm -hmm. going to get into that in this podcast, but I just mean like 
there's a lot of people bashing America right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think like, I appreciate him speaking up the way he did. And uh, people are just too quick to be angry and defensive. And, and like people were like coming for me in like a comment section of a thing where I was just like, yeah, like let's bring her home. And like, people are going after me, like she's guilty. Where did that weed come from then? And this, that, and the other. And it's like, if you're not willing to Google unlawful detainment, I can't help you. And, and if you, you know, if you're unwilling to see that someone doesn't deserve to lose 10 years of their life over having a vape pen in their luggage, I just, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what's in it for you. Like for all these people who are haters online, it's just like, I just don't know what's in it for you. Why do you need to hate this person? But I feel that way about everybody. Whenever anyone gets hate like that, it's just, I always feel like I don't know what's in it for you. Unless it's like a politician or someone who's in like a position of power, who's like actively like suppressing people or things like that, that I understand. But when it's just like a person that's like somewhat notable and they're just getting like shit on, I just don't get it. I, I just don't, I don't know. This whole planet is just fucked, Freddie. We're all just fucked. Yeah, there's a certain bleakness to this whole thing. And I'm sorry, I don't. I I'm sounding extremely bleak, and I, I no, I think uh, hey, like I'll I'll never refute that. I I feel like this this whole situation produces like a a bleak response. Um, I'm actually, you know, I I feel like I should have had this queued up, and you know, I'll, I'll try to have it for next podcast, but. Me and you are in this group on on Facebook called WBA is Life, and uh, someone posted this really kind of comprehensive takedown of the common uh, responses to to Brittany that are negative, and they, it was really good. It sort of broke down like, well, she's guilty, or she had weed, or you shouldn't break a law, and it's sort of did it was sort of this nice comprehensive breakdown how you know if you're approaching this in a simplistic manner you know i think as people we're always trying to like pare down every situation so that we can better understand it and there's so much noise there's so many things going on that i feel like often uh you know maybe this is a cynical part of me but in the process of trying to pare down something people will assume guilt they'll assume that the captor deserves it. They'll assume that an oppressive state is actually being fair and they'll have this approach where it's sort of, it's kind of surreal. So I think that they pare it down and the one who or the aggressor or the power, you know, broker is kind of let off the hook. And I feel like that really is happening in this situation where it's, it's just such a horrible thing. And it's so incomprehensible that it's sort of this, you know, it's this guttural guttural response by a lot of people to say like, hey, maybe actually everything's okay and you're being hysterical and uh, Brittany deserves to be in jail. And I think, you know, that's obviously a very simplistic way for me to point it, but I think that happens to people. It's like their defenses get worn down and then they just sort of look at something and they're like, you know what? It's not complicated. This person's bad. Uh, And this uh, very clear like show trial is real, you know? Yeah. I I just, I don't know. I probably just need to stop like engaging with people (laughs) online. Uh, Cause I just, I don't know. It's, it's really bothering me. So yeah, really, really sad and depressing news on this front, but, uh, you know, I appreciate everyone listening to our show and, you know, we're doing our best to follow this. And, you know, I just, I apologize for information being confusing. And if you see something pop up in the news and it's like, oh, it was like contradictory to like what I heard on our pod. Like, I just want to say, we apologize for that. Cause it's just like, I I promise you I'm reading like multiple sources on this. Like I'm not just Mm -hmm. relying on like one article or one news source. Like I'm reading multiple sources about this all the time. 
and and it's just it's a lot so we're doing our best and uh yeah hopefully there is some good news for her uh on the horizon but it's it's hard to see that right now is all i can really say well said um okay so let's move on to uh the WNBA. we had the all-star game freddie uh this past weekend i thought the game was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it um definitely a lot of britney griner presence there as there should be um which was appreciated and uh yeah i don't know if there were any like highlights for you from the all-star game yeah i think there were you know i had a bunch of highlights um i i was pretty kind of i mean i guess like uh, you know just to get the negative out of the way that I feel like the low light was sort of how the skills thing went down and the yeah. fans couldn't be there, but, you know, just to kind of focus on the positive here. Um, I really, okay. I, I I'm a nerd for format stuff. So I absolutely loved the change to say, Hey, if, uh, unless it's the last two minutes of the game, if there's a foul, that's going to produce free throws, they just get the points. We're not going to do free throws in an all-star game. Yeah. That to me, you know, I, no other league that I know of has done that. Nobody wants to watch free throws at an all-star game. That was awesome. Uh, another big thing I think that I thought was so cool was when, you know, um, uh, Stewart uh, had her own team and, um, oh God, I'm blanking out. Who was the other team? Uh, I was just looking at it. Uh, uh, yeah, Asia Wilson uh, had her own team. And when the starters came out, I thought it was so cool that they came from the crowd. Yeah. It was just a minor thing, but I was like, this is awesome. You know, league of the people. And I think for Sylvia Fowles to have her last all-star game, she hits a three and then dunks for the first time in a game. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy. Uh, so I don't know. I thought the vibes were good. I love that they all came out in, 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 uh, you know, BG uniforms for, uh, the halftime. And I thought it was a really good showcase of the talent in the league. So lots, I mean, lots of player highlights, but I feel like the actual, just like vibe in general was, was really fun and really kind of like, uh, you know, did justice to how talented the league is. Uh, I completely agree. And, uh, I also love this might be controversial, but I love the four point shots. Okay. I was waiting for that. They have, they put like just a few circles on the court designated areas where if you make a shot in that circle, it's four points, which is so fun for an all-star game. They absolutely took advantage of that as they should. And I like, I love the four point shot and I love it being a circle as opposed to like another line on the court. Right. I like, cause it makes it a bit more challenging because it's like, it's just these spots. Yeah. I'm trying to look through the stats and see like, cause I know John Quill Jones hit one. Um, I think Sabrina hit one. I think Sabrina hit one. Yeah. I I know Sue took a a couple, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm not seeing, I I think in the stats, they might've like counted them as threes. Um, Mm. I was not all the way in on that. It's not something I want. Explain yourself. Okay, here's my deal. (laughs) Uh, I feel like this is like my most like, like, you know, old man yells at cloud thing. But I think the, I think the NBA and the WNBA, I think the equation is correct with the three and the two. And I get that the game that shooters are getting better but I like the natural on-court adjustment. And I, I, I think I'm okay with it in an all-star game, but I don't want it to become a thing where people are like, we should have it in the real game. Because I feel like that to me is just, it's like you're putting too many bells and whistles on. Like you already have the three. That's no, the- I love it for an all-star game. Yes. Okay. So also I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll change course a little bit just to say, I like it for the all-star game. I don't like it. Cause I feel like sometimes when something happens in an all-star game, the narrative then becomes like, Hey, this should be the whole regular season, which to me, I'm like, no, you know, just like, 
Yeah, little, but, let the, but let those people have their moment. I mean, fair. I, th- I think like it's like, you know, in the three point contest or in the in the NBA one where they have those like two Mountain Dew racks and they're further back. Yes. Love that. Thing. It's the same. For me, it's the same thing. Fair. Um, and, you know, people can definitely hit that shot. So that was fun. Oh yeah. People were hitting that shot. I was, I honestly, I was living for it. I love a four point shot. Also, I like it more in the WNBA because it's like, you know, you're not, I mean, yes, Sylvia Fowles dunked and that was awesome, but you're not like getting the kind of flashy dunks that you get in an NBA game. Right. So it's like, why not have a four point shot in the, in the WNBA game? Yeah, that's true. I hear that. It's like a, yeah, fair. It's it's sort of like a a bell, just to counter myself, a bell or a whistle that like you know is I uni- like is unique a bell and a whistle. Okay, <laughs> but do you like them both <laughs> simultaneously? Yes. Okay, fair enough. That's a yeah. Noisy I'm a I'm a, I'm a, max, I'm a maximalist. Okay, okay. despite like- what this room looks like behind me, I <laughs> am a maximalist. Yeah, we're both Western maximalists. <laughs> But we have also very, uh, yeah, white backgrounds. Uh, mine's kind of yellow. White um, walls as well. White we walls, mean. yeah. Okay. So- <laughs> oh, whoops, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, looking into the second half of the season, um, you know, what is your team to watch uh, for these next few months heading into the playoffs? Okay, you're going to laugh. Um, but I'm really excited to be saying this because uh, I mean it. My team to watch is the Minnesota Lynx. Uh, they, uh, you know, since Sylvia's come back, they, the, the play has been different. Um, I don't know how far out of the picture they are, but uh, they had a huge win against Chicago. Uh, let me just look at the standings here. Yeah, the, you know, they're 9-15. and 15. Uh, Eight teams make the playoffs. You know, they're, they're not out of it. And I think that, you know, with the Mercury potentially falling apart, um, the Lynx, the Lynx are, uh, their record doesn't represent uh, who they are as a team. Uh, just looking at their, the, their last, their last, they're six and four in the last 10 games. Uh, I think we're halfway through the season. There's still a bunch of games to play. They're going to have to have a winning record, but I think they're going to head into the playoffs and be a first round team. That's not fun to play. Um, I have some backup answers, but yeah. I, I, Why you know. would you need a backup answer? Well, because I thought you were going to make fun of me because, because uh, I'm like hanging on, <laughs> hanging on for dear life with, with the links. I thought you were going to say like, dude, you got to give up on the links, no. but um, I'm not giving up. Okay. No, I appreciate this. I, uh, you're right. Like we, when Sylvia Fowles got injured, we thought she was going to be out for a while, but Me too, yeah. But she's come back and they've been amazing. She, she looks amazing. Like she doesn't even look like this is her last season at all. Also, I want to give her a bit of a shout out because I appreciate the WNBA kind of giving her equal flowers as they were to Sue Bird. Cause it's yes. like both their last seasons and mm-hmm. like, you know, it wasn't this like super preferential treatment or anything, which mm-hmm. I, which I really liked. She's the best rebounder of all time. I mean, yeah. Come on. Quick. Okay. This isn't on our docket, but quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Is it Candace Parker's last season? Uh, I don't know if we got to the bottom of that. That's just like a rumor. I heard. It's a rumor. And- it's a rumor. Okay. So, so, so you've heard it elsewhere as well. It's a significant rumor. I, I gotta say that I hope not because she also looks like she's like balling out. And I mean, you know, looks like she's uh, the sky or the top team in the league, you know, yeah. and, and they won the championship last year. So she, maybe like if they go back to back, she won't retire. Right. Can she actually retire if she's as a potential three Pete, but that would be nuts. Right. I think, okay. Uh, I, I think a few things are happening. I'm sensing and again, I know I keep comparing to the NBA and I'm sorry, we'll, you know, swear bucket, but, uh, it, it, it's got a real Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan vibe to me. Right. Like I'm going to retire. This is my last year. I'm super, I'm going to let everybody know I'm going to do a documentary. It's going to mm-hmm. be like a very big deal. And, and then Candace Parker just like quietly just like has her last year. 
Oh, I thought you were saying that like Sylvia was was Tim Duncan. But yeah, but yeah, fair no, enough. No, because we didn't know. Yeah, if they're if they, if all three of them retire, that's gonna be rough. Yeah, it's a huge deal. I if they Kimba's, all if all yeah. three of them retire. I hope it's not true, but I just have to say that it is a real rumor that's out there. And I hope Candace for that reason is like, okay, you know what? I, I, I think Candace deserves a doc. You know what I mean? Go go out on it, Candace. For sure. Candace, if you're listening, and I hope that you are, <laughs> please go out on a three-peat if you're gonna go out at all and retire then. Okay. And do a doc yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, of course we would watch a Candace Parker doc. I, I just, okay. The other thing I have to mention that's not on our docket, Diana Taurasi, not even in the all-star game, just straight up wasn't mm-hmm. voted in. I think that the WNBA fan base by and large is is bitter about her being named the best player of all time. Hmm. I think, I think she's, she's polarizing to the fans. I think so. Not to me. I love Diana, but she's polarizing to fans. And I think people are just like, I just feel like there's this rebelliousness against her right now. Okay. You know, we're doing swear bucket. I think, you know, when you talk about someone like Kobe Bryant and uh, the way he played on the court, when there's a very popular sort of sentiment that goes along with Kobe, uh, that uh, I, I think, you know, has always bothered me, which is, uh, it's interpreted in a lot of different you ways. You mean the Mamba mentality Mamba thing? mentality. I think it is, is sort of, for me, it's a synonym for selfish behavior. And I think that you know, there's different ways to lead, of course, but I think when I, when I watch Tarasi play, it has that sort of energy where like, didn't, I, didn't she have like a Mamba nickname at one point? Didn't Kobe give her one? Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a weird thing to talk about because it's also like, you have to be a certain level of greatness to even like have that approach. You have to be able to do things that are like shocking and, and, you know, put the team on your back and all that kind of stuff. But I think what we're seeing with the, with the Mercury this year is, you know, particularly uh, in the last years of, of, of someone's career who leads in that way, there's sort of this like toxic uh, energy that filters its way through. And, you know, the Mercury are having a rough time and like, if you're that intense of a person, I don't think losing with you, you know, works well. And then, but it's also compounded by, by, by Brittany Griner, you know, the unlawful detainment. Like, would we even be having this conversation uh, if, uh, you know, the Mercury had their best player and okay. yeah. you know what I'm saying? Sorry. So that's no, no, I, no, I mean, it's sorry. Like, I know I'm going in a different direction now, but it's just the mercury are such a wild mess and like Tina Charles leaving. And like, it's just, it's intense. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, with Diana, I'm going to say something in her defense and that is her attitude and her approach to basketball and her approach to sports is something we so easily accept from men Mm -hmm. and we don't accept it from her because she's a woman. And I think everybody who finds her unlikable is because she, they just don't like that in a woman. I think that's very fair. You know, I think they like it in all their male athletes. I, I, I mean, again, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I feel like as a, as an avid NBA person, my, my favorite leaders um, are generally the, the guys that don't do that. I like the Steph Curry's. I like the LeBron's. I like the Tim Duncan's. I don't like the Jimmy Butler's. I don't like the Kobe Bryant's. Right. But they I don't have like a the lot Kevin of Garnett's. Fans. Of course. No, no, no. That's, that's popular. What I mean. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I feel like there's this toxic element of like, do it my way or, you know, hit the road. The door's right there. But I think some leaders have this way of being like, hey, not only are we going to be good, but we're also going to be inclusive. I see a lot of that in Candace Parker, this, this, this sort of way where it's like, we're going to win and we're going to have fun. And, but I, I think that's totally right. I feel like, you know, Diana sort of being like extra fierce and intense, um, you know, people, when they watch the WNBA, they're like, uh, and I mean, this is probably an oversimplification, but like, 
there's this idea where it's like, oh, that's not ladylike. And I don't expect this type of behavior from you, but I, I do men. And, you know, that's sort of where like a, a fan double standard comes in. Yeah. I mean, I was going to save the, the Phoenix Mercury for my topic about like who to look at for the second half of the season, but I'll, I'll jump into that now. Um, Cause they're my team. They're my home team. I've always picked them. Mm-hmm. Obviously they are falling apart. And I think Brittany Griner not being there and them just not having a low post presence and now Tina Charles leaving. Mm-hmm. And then they have even less of a, of a low post presence is really hurting them. I also think um, they should have never fired Sandy Brondello, right? Agreed. Like I don't, I don't also, think, I don't yeah. think Vanessa Nygaard, their current coach, is like really doing a good job right now. And I, it was a firing that we did not understand, like at all. And I still don't understand it. And we see, you know, Sabrina Inescu thriving in New York. Remember like all off season, we were like, what is New York doing? But now we see her thriving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the team, you know, they're not the best team, but they have improved. And we see the Phoenix Mercury completely collapsing. There's rumors that Skylar Diggins Smith uh, is not getting along with Tarasi or others. Um, it, it was not in an article. It was just on social media that I saw that she might've um, low key been requesting a trade Skylar Diggins Smith. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't well, say, yeah. I can't say if that's true or not, but I mean, it speaks volumes that this team is falling apart so drastically and so fast. I mean, they were going to compete for a championship this year. And now it's like, I don't even think they're making the playoffs and I, it's sad to see, and it sucks. And there's just, uh, I don't know. I I'm still going to watch that team because they're my team and I feel loyal to them, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's just been a weird, it's just been a weird year for them. Like beyond yeah. weird. Like I've never, I don't, I can't recall a team that's had a more weird year um, than, than this Phoenix Mercury. So I, I don't know. I, I agree with you, Freddie, in terms of like leadership style and what I like, I just have to point out the double standard. Oh, yeah, no. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you did. I feel like that's something that goes unsaid quite a bit. And this, uh, you know, who we uh, ascribe toughness to and, and, how that's different in, in male sports and female sports. And, you know, what is a long time ago for us, but, you know, we covered the Simone Biles thing and sort of how that was viewed through the, you know, the male gaze. Right. And like, uh, I think there's this constant double standard. And if you don't call it out, then it just kind of like metastasizes and like, you know, infiltrates like the way we view sports, which is, is not fair. Yeah. I think um, in terms of who I'm looking forward to for the rest of the season, I think um, in the East, I feel like the sky are like the clear favorites. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know the Connecticut sun are right there, but you know, I've said this before, like, I'm just not a huge believer in that team. Like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I just don't see them making the finals. I think the sky is going to be right back there in the finals this year. And then in the West, I think, you know, our good old commissioner's cup is coming up. And oh, we've, yeah. we've got, I believe it's the aces and the storm and those, if I, I might be mistaken on that. Um, but I think those are the two teams I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're the only two teams in the West that even have a winning record and uh, you know, I'll, I'll even throw in um, uh, my, my, my backup was uh, the mystics. I think Deladon is doing a really good job this year and they're managing her health and her back. And, uh, you know, they're, they're 15 and 10. So they've had a really good first half of the season and, you know, they lost Tina Charles last year. So I think they, they've sort of like, I think they've risen above, uh, I mean, my expectations. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Okay, sorry, I just tried to Google it. It's not popping up for me um, when or who exactly it is. So we'll probably cover that next episode, but just wanted to shit on the commissioner's cup again. (laughs) 
You know what? We never miss out. We never miss the opportunity it's on, so on pickup. Take, take a quick jab at the old commission. Hey, that's a bell and whistle I could do without. There yeah, yeah, that's a too. bell and whistle I could do without. Is the commission and bell. swear jar that conversation's heating up in the NBA, and people are like, "What's like that?" Seems like such a good idea, and I'm like, "You know what? You don't watch the WNBA because <laughs> because even people who love the WNBA are like, huh? What is this?" <laughs> now it is time for our badass player slash all-star of the week. Freddie, who you got? Okay, my um my pick here, I wanted to go with uh, you know, because so focusing on the kind of the all-star weekend here. Um, I wanted to go with uh Sylvia and I think you know, obviously Kelsey Plum won it all. But uh, I'm going with John Cole Jones. Uh, just the stat line's wild to me. Uh, 29 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, two steals. And I, I like that Jones was just like going for it. Like, you know, she won the, uh, uh, I believe she won the. Uh, That's in the All-Star game. In the All-Star game. Yeah. Uh, and I believe she won the All-Star MVP last year. And I just love that she was going for back-to-back. Like, it's just. Oh, Yeah. You know, I know we were just, I was just ripping on like Mamba mentality, but it's an all-star game. It's different. <laughs> Not for Kobe. It wasn't. Yep. Fair. Uh, no, anyway, that's so funny. I, um, for me, I'm going with Kelsey Plum. Uh, but also I just want to take a moment to, this is going to be kind of weird for me to do in the badass player of the week segment. This has nothing to do with Kelsey. She's amazing. But that uh, all-star MVP trophy was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It looked like a joke. Like when she was holding it, she looked like she didn't even want to fucking hold it. Yeah. She was like, this is embarrassing. If there's a microcosm for like a thing like of like of of people, you know, like of of the WNBA signaling that uh you know they're they're not on the same level as other leagues it's that because that it's trophy, like, why was that trophy so small that trophy looked like a child-sized trophy yeah. it looked like a little league tennis trophy there's no such thing as little league tennis but you know what i mean like a child tennis tournament situation it was so stupid. It looked like they forgot to get a trophy. And then someone <laughs> went to a novelty store during the game and then ran back into the stadium with that. Yeah, it, was, it is uh, a joke. It is a joke. It was very memeable. Like the memes on Twitter. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, Lord I, Kelsey, it's like <laughs> you win. You are the MVP of the All-Star game. I you scored more than 30 points. And that's what you get? <laughs> it was, yeah. It was definitely like. I would have pu- been like, no, take <laughs> yeah. my photo without it. Take it, my photo without it. It was definitely a punishment for doing something good. What on earth were they thinking? I don't know. They, yeah, it looks like they stole, stole, stole it from someone in the audience. They were like, shit, we don't have a trophy. Kid, give me your Little League tennis trophy. <laughs> and just like ripped it out of the kid's hands. And they're like, why would a kid be at the game with that? You tell me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Little league tennis. That's no, how I like I like my analogy of some PA having to run to the nearest yeah. novelty store. That I think it. is actually what happened during the game. I actually think that happened. That is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Yeah, I'll call Engelbert. <laughs> Someone has to. Yeah, someone's got to call Engelbert. How, how you miss that? How do you miss that? I mean, poor just poor Kelsey, man. I would have like if I saw that that was the trophy ahead of time. I would have been like, give it to someone else. Who wants mm-hmm. it? Who wants it? John Qual, you want this? It, although I don't, want it. I don't want it. I I feel like it would have been funny if she just pretended it was really heavy, and then like like held it over her head, like she like you know what I mean? Like it was really hard to lift. Like she bench pressed it, and or or like got someone else to help her carry it. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That is absolutely the approach. 
That's why we need more comedians in the WNBA. Yep. Yep. Sub us in, coach. We're here to rip on that trophy. Oh, my God. What a disaster. What a fucking disaster. Anyway, well, there's that. But shout out to Kelsey. Shout out to Kelsey. Big game. 30 shout points. Shout out to John Quill Jones for, for killing it during the All-Star game. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there are badass players of the week. And now, Freddie, it is time for your fun question. Okay. Here we go. Let's get fun. Freddie's fun question. Uh, Stewie and uh, Deladon got uh, signature shoes and just got me thinking. Catherine, what would your signature shoe be like? I, you know, I guess, you know, I didn't specify, like it doesn't have to be a basketball shoe, but you know, if there's the Catherine Niker shoe, like what's, what's the vibe? What does it look like? Um, I can go first if you want. Uh, no, I have a pretty solid idea. Okay. So first of all, we're getting some leopard print in here. Love it. Okay, so it's yeah, we'll make it a basket. We're gonna make it a basketball shoe. Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, it's gonna be it's gonna be a Reebok shoe. Huge. Okay, because it's gonna be a pump, and the pump is gonna be the classic old school pump, and it's gonna look like an orange basketball. Okay, that's so that's the basis. Now we're gonna have some some leopard print there. Okay, so the base of the base design is leopard print all over. Okay, this okay. is good. Then we're gonna have some stripey bits. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> stripey bits. We're gonna get some stripey bits, mm-hmm. and the stripey bits are going to be uh, neon yellow, pink, and purple. Damn. Okay. This is, this is the busy. It's the busy sh- pa- like color palette. I told but... you, I'm a maximalist. Okay. Yeah, you're going hard. Uh, there is no white space on the shoe, except oh. for maybe the bottom sole itself. The laces, what color? Sh- maybe the laces are white, just to break it okay. up a little. Yeah, yeah. Just maybe to like make, we can make the rest a- of the colors pop. Yeah. If the if the lace is white, then maybe the rest of the colors will pop more. Fair. But I will offer an alternate of one of my stripy colors. Maybe an alternate uh neon yellow lace in case okay someone prefers that yeah or they're going for a jog at night you're going for a jog at night right freddie that's so thoughtful of you gotta keep things safe yeah so i think that's that's the shoe now the inspo for this is that like i have this pair of runners they're adidas they're leopard print and they're my favorite shoe i've ever owned like they are the most comfortable shoe i've ever owned but I've worn them a lot and they're starting to wear on me mm. and I'm sad because now I'm grieving or I'm close to grieving my favorite shoes ever. Yeah. And I don't know how I'm ever going to replace them. Like it's just never going to be the same, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I have to let, I have to have the leopard print carry on. Yep. There yeah. we go. Uh, Phoenix into the ashes, rebirth of a shoe. Yes. Um mine you know i gotta i gotta shout out to uh you know i'm grieving my shoes are uh are sort of falling apart a bit uh we're grieving shoes we're old uh puma running systems they're so comfy but they're wearing down Mm. listen i'm going i'm going full wacky with this first of all velcro's back hope you guys like it um so my shoes are going to be velcro they are going to be um, I love it when the like the insides like it's like a two tone shoe. We're doing like we're doing like hot pink and like turquoise, but like turquoise on the right side or like on the outside of the foot, and hot pink on the inside. And then you have oh, some like okay. cool red stripe or something through the middle. So we've got so we've got pink and red, and we've got Velcro happening. That's right. And here's where things get wild. So, um, you know, it will only last for a bit because whoever wore this in a game, like if someone's like, oh, my God, John Quill Jones is wearing the Freddie Rivas shoes pretty quickly. uh, She'd have to take them off because they would be the type of shoes that they each have like one wheel on the bottom. So it's like she could have you ever seen those shoes where people can like like they can run like those old sketchers. 
Yeah, the, like I know I, there's new shoes that have like this one wheel where you can kind of like glide. Oh. So like, and also it's the type of shoes where it, they blink, so the lights go out, and like you know, like like kids have sh- those kind of shoes, so that. What they do you don't mean get- the lights go out? <laughs> like okay, someone's like it's a these my shoes are a performance, so uh, you know when they debut on the court. Okay, you called my shoes busy. <laughs> oh, I know, <laughs> but my my shoes are extra. My shoes are a whole show. So like basically like someone is is ready by the lights in the stadium and it's like uh you know I'm sticking with John Quill Jones here it's like oh my god look at these like crazy shoes it's like you ain't seen nothing yet lights out blinking and you know whatever um and then the final like final like I know it was like ripping on bells and whistles that's all these shoes are they're bells on, on whistles <laughs> literally on, there's yeah. literally bells and whistles in them that's right um and there is going to be a compartment, a little compartment on the, like the, the, where the, where the, like, you know, top of the toes, that's a projector. So you can basically project images with your shoes. So there you go. Uh, busy shoes. Um, and that, that's where I'm coming from. I'm busy from ready or not. Shout out Canadian TV. I met her actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, and I really fangirled over her. Uh, I would too. I love that show. Yeah, I, yeah. That is Freddie. That is some next level. Yeah, I can't even picture it. I can't even like imagine it. I I didn't say no to a single idea uh, in the creation of this shoe. Yeah. So it's like the so Homer Simpson are, maybe car. Maybe you are the true maximalist. I mean, yeah. a projector. I don't even know how the mechanics of that would physically work. Also, what images do you want to project on your shoes? I'm thinking holograms of other players. So you could like throw off like, let's so it's say- not even images. Now it's holograms. <laughs> yeah. We're not even projecting images right. anymore. We're yeah. projecting a hologram. Yeah. Yeah. The technology on my shoe is not even invented yet. Okay. So I have, I have a whole team of people of, working round the, the clock shoe. on these shoes. Is there any... <laughs> Listen, these shoes. How large is this image slash hologram? And how much distance do you have between your toes? We're going to have to work all that out in the Puma Systems um, uh, shoe factory. Okay. (laughs) Like, and then we'll take it to the Beta Shoe Museum. uh, And we'll put it. And and it's Puma. (laughs) Okay. So, and it's Puma. That's right. Because what I pictured when you said hologram was. Like a life-size hologram of a player, but it's coming off the shoe. So that's what, like that's, right that's what I mean. Like that's right what I mean to convey. That's what like that's what I'm going for. Practically kissing each other mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like right off your shoe, like they're right there. No, it's yeah, it's it's really confusing. It's really like a messy, messy shoe. Um, okay. But uh, listen, uh, I'm sorry I did this to you, John Quill Jones. I need you to wear these <laughs> shoes. Um, I've committed you as the brand. I uh, wonder if she even wears Pumas. Um, she sh- she certainly wouldn't wear these shoes. Uh, but or maybe she would. Maybe I'm underestimating. <laughs> maybe underestimating. <laughs> Could happen, you know. Never this rule so it out. Stupid. That's what I said. Oh, this was so stupid. I mean, I thought mine were stupid. This is like. No, I went for it. Yeah. You went for it. I love that you went for it. Never change. Yeah. I've been been waiting for this moment of the pod. I'm not going to lie. I went hard on the shoes. You've been waiting for this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. That's great. You know what I want you to do? I'm going to give you some homework, Freddie. I'm sorry, but I have to do it. I want you to create a mock-up. Of no problem. I want you to to just draw it out. Me and my team are on it. Your team, just like just a just an image. I just want you to draw it for us. I feel like all our listeners really want to see what this shoe would look like, and then it's something we can post on our new social media account. Yeah, this will be the first. If you're listening to, would love to see some fan art of my shoe, please. Yeah, everyone wants to see it. I there's no question. Yeah, no, I think again, well, you know, if you're from Toronto, my shoe you can picture, but beta, like, beta shoe museum, it'll be front and center. 
Yeah. And you, you work at a different museum. So you know how museums work mm-hmm. from the inside. Oh yeah. I, I know museums like the back of my hand. So I like this can happen. You just need, you need to draw it though. You, mm-hmm. need, you need the right team round the clockwork. Yeah. Are you going to, are you going to do it? hundred percent. Really? Yes. Are you going to draw it while watching the Maya Moore doc? That's right. I'm going to watch the Maya Moore doc. Then I'm going to draw this. They, they will be unrelated. Actually, shout out to Maya Moore. She had a baby recently. Mm-hmm. With, the, she, with, with the, the gentleman she helped she, free. Yeah. Shout out Maya Moore. All right. This has been a wild, crazy time. It has. I got existential. I got grim. I laughed a lot. You know, all the emotions really were felt today in yeah. this episode. And I hope you enjoyed this roller coaster uh, with us. Uh, Freddie, uh, let us uh, let the people know where they can follow you personally on oh. social medias if they haven't yet. I will. And, and thanks for coming on the journey with us, everyone. Um, yeah. Uh, at Freddie Revis or at Freddie Noel Revis. Uh, F-R-E-D-D-I-E-R-I-V-A-S uh, and Noel on uh, Insta is N-O-E-L and also I run a Raptors slash NBA podcast called Confederacy of Dunks uh, on Raptors Republic or our website is dunkspodcast.com also at dunkspodcast on Twitter and you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at it's me underscore Catherine spelled C-A-T-H-R-Y-N. Uh, my MBA pod is called the Buckets and Tea MBA show, which is available on Raptors Republic at their Rapcast. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, really looking forward to doing more and more WNBA content, some crazy shoe content, mm-hmm. and, and you know, all that good stuff. So keep enjoying your summer, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks.